This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Theora. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters. And we're here to talk about it. Cheers, queers! What's on the big agenda today, Theora? Today, we are talking about a very anticipated topic, which is Gap the Series. Woo! Apparently, I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love that you named this, uh, our outline, Gap the Series, the outline. And what's the acronym? <laughs> G-T-S-T-O. <laughs> and why would I do something like that, Caitlin? I'm assuming it's because of the last show we talked about. Which was? High School Musical, the musical, the series. Just so many words. Gotta say the whole thing, though. Anyway. Yes, that's what I was making fun of just for you, Caitlin. It was a little callback. But today we're talking about Gap the Series. So I wanted to shout out, first and foremost, Monsters, Inc. Oh, I forget your numbers. Handle on Twitter, who has been like, comment, like, tweeting at us for like a while. being like, can you guys cover Gap the Series? Can you cover Gap the Series? And like, this came out, or like, not came out, but became like a big international success during the Warrior Nun era. So we were... If you've seen our content, very tied up in Warrior Nun and unable to get this while it was going. Um, and also a friend of the podcast, Nancy. We love you, Nancy, who also has been wanting us to do this. So this is for you guys. And I wanted to thank everybody who's mentioned this show because honestly, it was very fun and we're happy to be here talking about it. If you haven't seen Gap the series, that's okay. Like stick around for the first like little bit of our episode, this particular one, where we'll give like a little synopsis, a spoiler-free review of the show as a whole and then we'll dive into all the spoilers but we will give you a warning before we get there but before we do that is there any housekeeping we should address caitlin oh we should all be used to this by now all right let's see how quick i can get through it this time if you're watching this podcast on youtube be sure to subscribe to our channel give this video a like and drop a comment to share your thoughts we absolutely love hearing from you for our podcast listeners please download this episode and leave a review if you can your engagement helps us reach a broader audience and spread the joy of queer content for even more exclusive queer content early access to videos and full reaction videos join us on patreon dive into discussions on our discord channel where we enjoy connecting with all of you explore our merchandise at biggayenergypod.com to show your support all links will be in the description Lastly, stay connected with us on all social media platforms by following at BigGayEnergyPod. Your, your interactions mean the world to us, and these actions contribute to our ongoing celebration of queer media and advocacy for better representation. Woo! Woohoo! One Caitlin. day I will do that without no mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's with more that. organic with mistakes. All right, let's get into Gap the Series. Woo! Where can you right. watch it, Theora? So, yeah, you can watch it all for free on YouTube. There's 12 episodes total. It's like a one and done season, which is so lovely because then you're not like campaigning for a second one because it's all wrapped up nice in 12 episodes. The show itself is a, like a telenovela style rom-com that takes place in Thailand. So if you don't speak that language, subtitles will now be your best friend. <laughs> they were mine. Did you write? I didn't write this part. The actual synopsis. Who wrote those? Oh, uh, Google. Ever since Sam came to her aid years ago, Mon has always considered the former as her role model. When Mon graduates, she decides to apply for a job at Sam's company. No, this has always been the goal. Anyway, um, yet Sam's distant and icy exterior surprises her. The closer Mon gets to Sam and the more of Sam's barriers she breaks, the more Mon's feelings gradually change from idolizing to love and Sam's world becomes brighter. However, between them lie many obstacles, such as gender barriers, the eight-year age gap, company rules, and social class, as Sam is a descendant of royalty. Woo! 
Ooh, so that's your spoiler-free synopsis of basically what the entire show is about. I found this interesting too when I was researching it. Apparently it's a, a live adaptation of the novel that's called Gap Yuri. And I've included a picture of the actresses holding the book. Wait a minute, it's called Gap Yuri? Yeah. Which is interesting. That is interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, I assume I can't read it or find it. First of all, I can't find it for purchase because I don't live in Thailand <laughs> and I'm pretty confident it's not in English. So I don't know if the names changed, but that's the name of the book. So here we go. Um, I wanted to add something else too from a friend of the podcast, Nancy, who gave a bunch of like context to the show. Also, I kind of wanted to talk about, so the two actresses, um, Becky Armstrong and, oh crap, I don't remember the other actress's name. Uh, I, all I know is their their ship name or whatever is Friend Becky, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to butcher this name. So Sarosha? I yeah. Think, I think she uses Friend, though. That's her middle Freen? name, I think. Freen. Freen? Is that it? Freen? Okay. Sorry. I didn't hear it spoken about. So, hold on. Okay, apparently the two actresses, so they have they have a bunch of projects they've done together, which is actually crazy. So they met on the, I think it's called SCOY, S-C-O-Y project, when Becky was 17 and Freen was 21. So they have a 4.5 year age gap. Uh, and they found this really unique bond with each other. And they've been doing projects together pretty much like nonstop since then. They have a movie that they've shot called uh, Uranus 23... 2423 something like that again where they, it's like a sapphic like sci-fi movie where they're like the lead romance i watched the trailer and i'm dying for this movie it's it's right up my alley it sounds amazing and they have a new series coming out called the loyalty pin which is also based on like a thai book where they again play like love interest so they're like basically carrying sapphic media on their backs and they must be pretty tired from doing that <laughs> But these two are like an international kind of like sensation. And this show, Gap, um, apparently like they they made like a pilot for it and it, it didn't do really well. And then they kind of like changed things and shopped around and found Idol Factory, who that's who hosted on YouTube. And they didn't really know it was going to blow up, but apparently it like blew up and it became this like international sensation. And so these two women are just like all over Thailand and all over the world kind of like, I don't know, making things happen for media. Mm -hmm. So very exciting, very fun. And this, this show is honestly like really great. And it's, I, I, I'm happy that it's accessible on YouTube because otherwise like I wouldn't be able to watch it. Like, and it had such a big impact all over the world, which I think is really cool. I want to bring so. up something real quick. You mentioned uh Skoy. I believe that Thank stands you. for secret crush on you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I think, I think Nancy said uh, the two of them were like a supporting. Yeah characters but their chemistry was so insane they made them leads and something else cool good for yep. them so, good acting partners mm -hmm. all right so before we kind of like actually wait let's um i just want to give a disclaimer before we go any further so if you're new here hi welcome and if you're not you'll already kind of know this but all hosts in attendance today it's me caitlin and cole uh we are not fluent in the Thai language. We are not members of this culture, nor are we residents of the part of the world where this television show took place and was filmed. Therefore, as a disclaimer, we are limited in our perspective of this piece of media and cannot analyze it without our Western life experiences. And so therefore that is gonna kind of bias what we're gonna say about this. But we did our best to research Thai culture to put this show into context. But again, we are not experts on this topic and we wanted to be very transparent about that going forward. So we were very much going by the subtitles that were given to us. Like, so we're, we are going to miss things and we're going to look at this through an American lens because unfortunately that is where we grew up for better or worse. And, and that's <laughs> and our we bias have to deal with yes. what we were taught in school and trying to learn as much as we can now that we're out of it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be skewed. We are going to miss things. And if we do, like, please correct us in the comments. Please, like, help us. We're, we try. We're trying. Um, okay. So just I wanted to be very transparent about that. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, spoiler-free review time. So what did you, if you guys had to, like, 
give a quick summary of like your thoughts and feelings on Gap without spoiling anything, what would you say? This question is literally in our outline, yet we have no answer for it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's in that one. I would say a slow burn that lasts years for one of them. A lifetime. <laughs> a lifetime, one might say. Um, yeah, really great queer friends. Drama with family. Who cannot relate to that? Um, and a really sweet love story. Uh, I would say a stalker has an aggravating relationship <laughs> with <laughs> a superior. <laughs> All right. In a cute way. In a cute <laughs> but it's cute. Don't worry about it. Oh man, that's good. I would say this is a, a love story that bridges many mm. gaps. Mm. Okay, the just name. throw the title into it. Okay, throw the title in there. Bridges many gaps, and in one season, it tells a complete story from start mm. to finish of this sapphic couple, which mm -hmm. for me is not normal. Um, usually, we're side characters or. That's not really the main plot, but they are the plot from start to finish. And it tells a complete story, like, and to hearken on everything you guys says. It's a slow burn. I think it's fun and funny. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. it's it's cheery for the most part, but there is there is drama with a capital D happening mm -hmm. there. But keeps things interesting. So overall, I super enjoyed it and thought it was a very good show. All right. To close out the spoiler-free section, the best way to kind of give people an idea of whether or not they should watch it or invest their time in it is to rate it on the big gay energy scale. So on a scale of one to 10 or whatever you want, this is an informal rating system. How much big gay energy does Gap the series have? Bye, Cole. Cole. <laughs> so much Cole had to leave. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about this that I it kept me up last night. <clears throat> so That's I intense, Caitlin. <laughs> I was literally going through numbers in my head, like literally analyzing this uh, because it's scientific. I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Ooh. Yeah, because do we give a reason? I forget. Yeah, give reasons. We're trying to entice people. I because seen it, it is quite it's quite queer, but there's not enough multiple representations like you see things, but they it's not like focused on see like heartstopper they have a bunch of different um plot lines yeah plot lines representations in it where this one is mainly focused on the main couple and like sapphic love basically so but they're they're in it the whole time they don't forget that they're i mean they don't I die mean, they don't yeah die. nobody dies spoiler that's alert queer. well um that's queer oh that's yeah i guess that's never mind <laughs> A queer was harmed in the making of this show. <laughs> Trigger warning. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Cole, what you got? How much big gay energy would you give Gap? Ooh. I mean, it's very gay. Like, it it's almost like it's very gay like there's i don't i guess my rating i would say on a gay scale it's very gay on a would i watch it again my my numbers that's are a little a different, bit lower that's a different scale mm -hmm. yeah that's so, what i base off the um this is big gay energy the, the hydrate lesbian Jesus. yeah mm -hmm. that's the end How okay okay watch? okay so i, I mean well, we do have okay. So yeah, I would I would go with like an eight or a nine. So I would probably have the very similar a similar score like rating for like just eight point five gayness. Yeah, just on the the gayness. In I it. was the lack of um, yeah. diversity in the queer mm -hmm. community, and I don't think that the whole relationship was that great. So that's why I knocked it down a little mm. bit. But overall, very queer. Fioro. What is your score? 
For me, it circles the globe. That's how gay it is. <laughs> so honestly, like, yeah, I think that it's it's almost like red, white, and royal blue because it's like it's a rom com style that focuses on the the rom com couple. Mm-hmm. So I understand that it's not going to be Heartstopper where it goes into different plot lines. It's literally just focused on the two leads as, again, they go from the start of a relationship to the end. And so I thought that was fine for what it was trying to do. And I do appreciate the fact that there there is a there's a variety of queer people in it. And it's mm-hmm. not really addressed or discussed. It's just part of what this is. And it was normalized. And like, there's another queer relationship that happens during the show at the course of the show. And it's never commented on, it just is. And so I enjoy that about it. Um, And I think they do talk about, you know, queerness in the context of that culture, Um, Mm -hmm. particularly like as the old guard is passing, you know, power onto the new guard with like the older, more conservative people to the younger people. And in the context of like what's going on in Thailand politically when it comes to queer rights, I thought this was an incredibly important television show, not just for depicting queerness, but for like, kind of like having a conversation about like what is going on in that country right now through the lens of this show. So for me, it breaks the scale because I think this has the impact to like change culture. So I thought it was huge. Um, Whether or not like you like it as much as other pieces of queer Mm -hmm. media, that's a whole nother story. I think that this is an incredibly important piece of queer media. And the fact that it has taken off across the world is so important for just representation. So the value of the show in my mind is just uncalculable. I think it's fantastic. And the actresses that are in this are very good public figures and very positively and well-received. So again, like the mm-hmm. real world impact of this particular show is so huge, which is really what representation media is all about. So it breaks the scale for me. So circles the globe. All right, she's gays and theys and everybody in between. We have reached the spoiler section. So if you do not want to be spoiled and you haven't seen Gap the Series, turn this off and go watch Gap the Series. It's free on YouTube. Just dedicate half of a day. It's 12 hours. You can binge it all. It's fine. You won't regret it. Or maybe you will. Tell us in the comments. I don't know. But when you're done, come back and listen to this. And if you've seen it or you have it and you're just like a spoiler hoe, there's no slut shaming on this podcast. Keep listening because we're about to dive into quite literally all the things about Gap the series, including all of the super gay stuff. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> all right, so before we jump into like scene by scene kind of stuff, we'll do like a general spoilery overview of what we thought. So, what were your general likes, dislikes of Gap the series, like overall as a show? I I just started with a few dislikes because most of my likes will be like when we talk about the show overall. So I just want to talk about Mon's obsession with Sam because I just feel like it's it's his stalker behavior. And like she's basically stalking her for this 13 years. And like, yeah, I get idolizing someone, but she made sure she went to the same college and then got the job at her company. Like she's trying to do everything the same. She's trying to become Sam, basically. And that's like when the I feel like the creepy stalkers, like they're trying to like become their that person and like take over their life, you know, like those types of storylines. Uh, I mean, we know that Mon's not like that, but like that was like the kind of level that I was getting. I don't know if you have a different take, but there's a lot of photos. <laughs> I mean, to me, it kind of felt like when you're a teenager or something and you have celebrities up on your wall, like pictures of celebrities on your wall. <laughs> Uh, and that's that's kind of and what's we find out later you you find out about like what she knew wasn't actually Lady Sam, like what yeah. she knew about Lady Sam wasn't actually who she was. It was like a curated version of her, like like the media portrays and stuff. Like all so, celebrities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like, that's fair. It's just but the following oh, her, the following her part is yeah. where it, it treads into stalker behavior. Mm-hmm. I agree, Caitlin. Um, but whatever works out in the end. <laughs> yeah, it is a yeah. little stalker. The, the, the issue that I had mostly was just like literally trying to do every single thing that Sam did. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I wind mean, up at our company. I mean, on the surface, it reads that way. But from on, I think it's more like 
she, you know, she's like, Sam is such a good person. I want to be as good, like a good person like that, not necessarily be her. Cause it's not like she tries to dress like Sam. Like, cause it's commented that like from all the interviews or whatever, like she's like, oh, Sam's favorite color is red. Mom never wears red. It's not like she's like trying to, I don't think she's trying to be Sam. I think she's trying to like be like her and be successful and be a good person and put good out into the world. Cause that was the impression she was left with that stuck with her. But on the surface, yeah, it's, it's it looks like stalker behavior a little bit, a little bit there, Mon. Just needs some red string and it's like turning into like a. Yeah, no, like that's <laughs> literally what I pictured on the board. <laughs> Just turning into some like, ooh, criminal minds type thing. I did forget about that aspect, which I think is why I like the second half better because I, they get rid of the I am obsessed with you as much. Mm-hmm. Because they literally uh, we'll get into it later. Well, yeah. In the second half, Mon gets to actually know Sam. So it it, yeah. it goes away from like I'm it's what I can find about you from researching you to like I'm actually spending time with you. So it's a different the relationship changes from mm-hmm. like a observation to like an actual interactive thing. And so I'm sure if you were to interact with your celebrity crush in real life for like months your relationship and your view of that person will obviously change because you don't know celebrities unless you're actually with them like this show is yeah. demonstrating i mean i would love to figure that Good out message. one day so <laughs> i think more people need to get that message through their heads about celebrities truly. oh yeah of course yeah. it's all fake they make money off of your clicks, man. Even when they're, like, fully honest on social media. Like, it's not their whole life. You cannot be fully honest. There's no way. It's all curated. Um, I will say, I like the show so much that I decided to method podcast. And so when we were doing our reaction videos, I had Sam hair. Now I have mom <laughs> hair. And also I wore gray for Sam today. So let's get into this. I love you, Theora. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just jump right into my next dislike because I wouldn't be me if I didn't bring up something that had to do with the filming. Mm. So they mm. use Dutch angles, which is basically the tilted um, angle in every scene. And it makes no sense because the show is generally shot very well and beautiful. Like there's some very Great. beautiful shots. But the random slanted shots make no sense because these types of shots are meant to be used to invoke uneasiness and tension in the viewer. But since it is so overused and incorrectly most times, because to be fair, the only time it really made sense was when Mon was trying to scare Sam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, But so it loses its meaning. And then, of course, I have to bring up that there are crossfades in basically every <laughs> single scene. You wouldn't be Kaylin if you did it. <laughs> and a lot of I, I was I was writing this as I was watching it, so I said, "But I'm working on getting over it." <laughs> I I feel like this show remember the show we watched together it was glamorous, where they over you they overdid flare. the the lens flares, and I feel like this was which is another queer show. Like if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um. But I feel like this was all aesthetic, no meaning behind the actual like technique that they were doing with the exception of like, okay, so one aspect I do like about the show is that it was romantically shot, which I thought was mm-hmm. important because literally it's a romance story. So the fact that they were conscious of that when they were filming it to me adds to it. And so they would do a lot of like, I don't know if it went, or like they would do these like positioning of them with like light and like showing all these things. And it was very well done. And I feel like, that hit the nose of what they were trying to go for but then some of these other things i think was just like an aesthetic they were going for and it had no meaning whatsoever behind it like the dutch angles like you're saying and the crossfades were showing the passage of time but it would be like two seconds <laughs> so again it has, doesn't have the same effect no there are some times where they would just transition into right that's uh, what i mean and, like practically like, oh technically passed like you know what i mean <laughs> Oh, it's or, like that movie when they were like doing all those crossfades and I'm like, it was literally like 30 minutes. Right. No, oh my God. The Christmas movie. Yeah. And your Christmas wedding. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what it gave me this vibe for. I'm like, it's been 10 seconds and they're like crossfading. So technically time passed. 
but not a, a significant amount where you would need a crossfade. It's not well, a good th enough reason. Another no. thing is that it's really it was really hard to tell the passage of time. Like we knew that there was like yeah. a month time because you had like the deadline big, yeah the deadline was like you have a month to get this done that was but... a long time for like a month like i thought the month passed seriously yeah well that's what i'm saying the the time was so non-existent kind of and like if they were trying to use crossfades as like a change of, or like a, a passage of time passing of time it did not match the actual time Length frame time. that they were yeah that's true yeah yeah, I, I kind of like forgot space on time. And then at one point they'd be like, it's been two days, Mon. And I'm like, it's been two days? It's been like five episodes. What do you mean it's been two days? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm with you on that. Because I think they like in the beginning spent a lot. It's been, by slow burn, I mean like the beginning is like three episodes of just like day one. And then, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah, the the pacing is interesting. Funky. Yeah. Funky that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. So positives. I've mentioned this already, but I will say it again. I think the show has high cultural representation value. Um, it is a, you know, a show shot in Thailand with like women of color, like the whole cast, like, which if this was shot in America, that would never happen. So I think it's really great. And I think it's it's good to show, uh, you know, at least for me as a, you know, uh, somebody born in America who's lived here forever. I think it's, I like seeing queerness in other cultures and like, to me, this really gave me a, a different lens to kind of look at, you know, how queer women specifically, as they are the leads, kind of navigate that in this different kind of culture and in this kind of like, you know, parallel time that we're, because it's a modern time. It's not like this was like 100 years ago or something. It's like takes place now, quote unquote. Um, so it's a modern take in a different country, which I really, really enjoy. And um, the plot, the plot of the show is literally the sapphic couple like that is they are the plot and to me that's usually my favorite thing that's why i loved killing eve so much because it's like those two women are the plot everything else that happens around them literally doesn't matter the company by the end who knows what's happening with the company we don't know <laughs> it doesn't matter that was a mcgovern to get the two together to uh -huh. like tell their story and like while sometimes i'll make fun of that honestly i love i don't care what's happening with the company like i want to see them and so i really like that because i don't think like sapphic women like ever get that enough usually we're side plots there's something else going on like so i like that it's and i i do enjoy that it's almost like a mini series in a way it's like one and done like the complete story is told by the end like yeah i would love to see more of them obviously but like i feel like the story is told i i don't mm -hmm. need to campaign for a season two i don't feel unsatisfied nobody got pushed into a portal to another dimension and like you know what i mean <laughs> i was like what the fuck like and the stories go ahead Jane, apparently that is very common in thai media which honestly at the rate we're going portal? let's wait, do it wait no, one no. season right okay just just making sure i'm on the same page <laughs> like telling a complete yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. and having 12 episodes and yes. not six not six like so it's basically like two seasons of american tv or like yeah. british tv Yes, give me more of this. That's, I want miniseries. Like, I want to be satisfied at the end and just tell me the story. Like, you know, you know, I, I, I would be fine with these two actors doing another show as they the lead. Are. They are. Well, yes, that's they, they are. are. Yeah, that's no, exactly. But like, that's, that's what I want. I just want the two good chemistry, like people together. They can, it doesn't matter what show they're on. It doesn't I have agree. to be the exact one. Just the two of them being new yes. characters. Be like, who cares? Yes. Just doing something else. For Just me, it's like more it's of like, them. It's like fanfic AUs. It's like, give me the AU where they're in space. Oh, that's the movie they did. So yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm with I'm yeah. with this. Like, I'm here for this. Sorry, Caitlin. It's okay. I wasn't I'm not, what I say is not important anyway. Yes, it is. Continue. Tell me. No, what are you gonna say? Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin. <laughs> I think I said. Um, I'm not I I think I said I I would have trouble getting used to them being different characters. I mean, honestly, are they going to be different characters? Right. They could just be themselves. Who cares? Right. There's just another story. I'm yes. just here for the sapphic couple. I don't. It doesn't. Just like what 
we were talking about before the background the actual story does not matter it's maybe they're back at the company who cares what is the company <laughs> it doesn't matter that's fair yeah i love it okay i, I do want to know more about the company though but that's just that because I work I work in that area. So I'm like, I can help you. <laughs> Honestly, that is the one thing I'm unsatisfied with with the show. It's like, mm, what happened? Because there was high stakes invested in the company. And then, like, it just disappeared completely. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> anyway. And also, what the there. hell did Mon do to get 500000 I need Mon to come on the podcast and tell us what she did. <laughs> I would like fifty thousand followers, not five. Five hundred sounds like a dream. Like she posted one thing and got fifty thousand followers. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I bring I that up understand. later. Continue. Yes. Okay. So, something else that confused me at the beginning was the title because I was just like, "Gap the series." I'm like, "Am I? Is it a translation thing?" And I don't understand it. Um, but as you mentioned in your like Google synopsis, Caitlin, there, there is a bunch of like things that separate the two protagonists and so i finally come to realize that like literally it's like people who are have gaps between them and like the love bridges the gap so hence the title so once i figured that out i was like because i was like am i missing something is that a translation thing but i get it now i get it now they're so different yet so similar <laughs> because of love chemistry. all right chemistry Okay, um, I thought the telenovela style was fun. I'm not somebody who watches or has been exposed to a lot of like telenovela soap opera-y kind of like media. So at first I was like, this is a little weird because I'm not used, not in a bad way, just I wasn't used to it. But once I kind of like got used to like the style, like the comedy style, the way they shot it, um, <laughs> the dramatic music, which is probably one of my favorite things. The placement of some of the dramatic music makes me laugh so much my favorite instance is when i forget what episode it is and i'm sure i'll comment it on later when t basically like is trying to make sam jealous like because when when is that not happening but like takes mon out for prawns or whatever and like posts mm -hmm. the photo and then sam shows up and gets out of the car to confront them and it's just that like final boss dramatic music is playing as she's just walking like two feet it's it's one of my favorite things so the like, drama that it adds just because it's ridiculous i thought was very fun and it made it funny even when it was supposed to be dramatic so mm -hmm. i like that overall my only experience with telenovela style is jane the virgin uh which is okay. also another great show i recommend it for everybody because loved it when it got queer did not expect it one bit anyway uh i wanted more of that in the middle because i felt like it kind of yeah. went down and like yeah. just was like nothing and then went back up but i just wanted something else to catch me off guard i would say that's fair it is like when you're not used to it it does like you're like oh okay but it is fun the other thing i thought i think that was consistent um whereas like the soapy telenovela feel wasn't there consistently what i thought was very consistent was the romantic cinematography we talked about like there's just so many shots where they did a lot with playing with positioning of the two of them and like light and the way they would kind of like cross the camera so that like they were bathed in this like light and it was just it made the moments feel like more magical um because a lot of this is them staring at each other but, like the way they would, <laughs> there's so much staring and i i've since watched other thai like sapphic shows i will mm. get to the gay ones soon there's a lot of good ones out there but i've noticed that this this the whole like them staying very still and just like sitting in the moment is like seems like it's very quintessential to this type of media like this mm -hmm. rom-commy type of uh tv show so i think that's a staple but this show plays with the lighting in a way that the other shows really don't and just like it just captures you in that moment and makes it fantastical magical and i, I thought that was very consistent like kind of like as they went on with the show and as like the relationship progressed and all that stuff for me, every time I saw the light, because it was so prominent, I was just trying to figure out the lighting source. And like, sometimes you could see literally the light that they used. But that's because that I learned that in school. And I just know this, you, it ruins <laughs> media for you some, a little bit. But, but like, lighting is such an art form, though. And I it think is. they like, I hate nailed it. it. Yeah, they did. Lighting is difficult. Yes, it is. 
So like kudos to everybody that direct the director for like frame all the framing and blocking and whoever did the lighting. Wow, just like it was it was very stunning to look at as a as a overall as a piece of media. I I like the the use of the colors in it yes. also. Like I thought that they played a lot with um like almost like they used yeah they played a lot with like light and dark kind of thing of like very like monochrome with uh lady sam and then lots of color with um with mon and then even uh addressing the like co-workers at the building being like no you can't wear that color because it hurts my eyes <laughs> like <laughs> i love that part yeah <laughs> And just like you have to change right now because you can't wear that color and so like everyone in the office kind of wears like muted tones as well um and so i think that's really neat um and then just the they almost it's not like they they don't blow out the color but they make the colors very like pale but bright like of the of the whole show it's just very overexposed overexposed yes thank you um, so, and I think that's an interesting, uh, choice that they, that they, that they did. And I, it makes, go ahead. No, I don't want to cut you off. Continue. No, no, no. I, I, that was, that was it. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like if they're, when people go for overexposed, it's supposed to be more like dreamlike. Mm. So it's probably like, this is Mon's dream and. Oh my god, does she dream? <laughs> Girl's a daydreamer. Good lord. Well, sometimes that's that's a very good that's a very good point. Sometimes it was hard to tell what was dream and what was reality because the entire show was just a little bit too like uh overexposed. So there wasn't as hard like def definition between dreams uh dreamlike uh, scenes and what's Which actually is happening. Why we thought Sam was a singer for yes. most of the show. Well, yeah, we will get to the that first episode, sure. yes. But like, isn't that what falling crazy in love is like, though? It's hard to be like, is this real or is this a dream? Because it's yeah, very I'm, overwhelming. So I think, yeah, maybe well, that was the choice. What might have been interesting, though, was like having the light like the overexposure, depending on if we're looking from Mon's point of view versus Lady Sam's point of view, or like seeing things from one or the other, having it change. And then uh, like, I don't know. I think I think it was the entire show was, in my opinion, too overexposed so that when certain things happen, you miss they could have used it the for nuance emphasis. of it. For yeah. sure. Okay, something else that was consistent that I really love was the soundtrack. It's been stuck in my head, like for days. Like the freaking theme song, because in in on YouTube it's broken up. Like the whole episode is not there as a whole episode. It's like broken up into parts because like YouTube, and so. But every time the so, <laughs> the theme song starts, that has been stuck in my head for days, just days. But I love it. And then I found out that like the two actresses sing it. That's oh yeah. really? I didn't yeah. know that. They have yeah, a music video. It's really cute and on the podcast nancy told me that they sing a lot of the music in the show actually it's them oh cool which is pretty cool and they have a, there's a sorry go ahead. go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say there's a music video of like the pink theory that's like the theme song that they did and it's also it's very cute and so when i watched it i was like oh shit that that's actually them singing this because it's because you know how when they do a music video it's like a cover like you could tell and i was like this is the same fucking song I'm like shit it's them so it took me a hot minute to figure that out but yeah, they're Very they're cute. credited in the 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 show as the singers of the song. Oh, yeah. So I missed that. <laughs> well, we but also yes. missed that random person in the credits that was only in that we one sure episode. Surf <laughs> bomb. Yeah, I don't. I'm glad we finally figured out who he was. But I'm glad boy you pointed it out, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> we it was you. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm gl I'm glad that. There was a resolution to that, but man, he got like credit through the entire show. I'm pretty sure, like for no, being in did. one episode at the end, he got credit from the very beginning. So good job! <laughs> the credits are very complete. Even mm -hmm. the dog is in the credits. That's so I appreciate it. Deserves it. Agreed. The dog lived dog for played so two long. characters. Yeah, <laughs> the dog played two. The dog in two roles. 
the very distinct dog. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, last thing I had was there. This obviously was made for queer women with queer women in mind because there's so much gay staring. Like ninety percent of their interactions are just Sam and Mod staring at each other and then face caressing. So like obviously queer women were in the room where they're like, "How do we do this?" And I'm like, "Listen, <laughs> just do these two things." And you'll, uh, you'll sell this in five seconds. And so I appreciate that. I'm like, they knew their audience is what I'm saying. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it also adds to the like slow burn of the show as well. Like just staring from across the room and like barely touching or like just, you know, it's, it was good. It was good. It was a good use of, uh, everyone's time. Yeah. uh... (laughs) Yeah. I'd be boring. Thank you. More things like that, please. America, take notes. Yeah. And, but please like have them kiss like America, take notes, but have them in a relationship because we get, we get all of that gay staring from across the room, but it's always in a historical uh, drama and no one ever touches or kisses or like, or it does, but it's behind closed doors and it's just not good and then someone dies so or it's not a canon ship and right, all we had yeah. was staring to begin with and mm-hmm. anyway yes. it was payoff is what we're saying there is so much payoff in the show i was not expecting i was like wow okay <laughs> this show yeah there were some episodes where i'm this like show. i'm glad that this is not the one that i'm watching in a room full of people because mm-hmm. there was an episode that i had to watch and i was like oh, oh thank good i think it was like the episode right after the one that i watched in front of people <laughs> so thank you gap the series creators well yeah. done well, well played i was that threw me off i was like damn i was expecting like romantic period piece type mm-hmm. of stuff and that is not what they they gave us so thank you no uh, and then they are also like this they they did the they they did the what is it the teaser trailer or something like that which was the, which was completely different the than pilot. how the pilot, oh, the teaser pilot yeah. or, or trailer pilot. I don't remember how they worded it, but um, it, the it feels like when they redid the first like episode, because it was very similar to the first episode. It was. It was a pilot. Yeah, yeah. They they redid that one and it was very muted with the like interaction between the two of them. And then it's like they just threw their changes out the window. Bye, Cole. Bye, Cole. Cole's new Caitlin with their camera. If you've been here that long that you remember yeah. that. Leave a comment. <laughs> Please. Oh, yeah. I would be very interested to know who remembers by Caitlin. Um, I don't even remember where I was. Um, oh, shit. Uh, the pilot, the pilot felt compared to it was muted. Yes. When they redid it. They 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 like they like muted and then they just kind of threw their changes out the window and we're just like no we're going hard on the gay like we're going hard on the interaction we're going hard on the like the 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 queerness and just because it, it, it I don't know if you guys noticed that but it just kind of felt kind of like they were worried about how it was being perceived and then in like the first episode. Because I know the changes were like that people were saying that it was too uh, for the male gaze in the mm-hmm. first in the the the, the uh, pilot original it was too pilot. aggressive too aggressive. But that so then when they went into the first episode, the first real episode, it was super like they barely interacted really, and it was very kind of muted. And then they also had a shift in their like color scheme as well. Um, and then after two episodes or so, it just seemed like they kind of threw that change that they made from the pilot to the first episode and just went for it again. I like the wardrobe changes that they gave from Mon because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, these are definitely better than the clothes that she was wearing. Yeah, what Nancy said was that basically that pilot you're talking about <clears throat> was the first thing they shot and they were trying to shop it around to get yeah. picked up. And basically it did it. Um, they said like the the comedy of it was like too much or too broad mm-hmm. is what Nancy said. So they had to like focus it when they reshot it. And that's mm-hmm. where you got like a different feel where it feels more muted and kind of yeah. things like that. And Idol Factory picked it up once they had that, made those changes. 
So, and Idol Factory has a bunch of queer content. So I think yes. that's why, like, once they had that particular company, like, yeah, make it queer. We don't care. Yeah. So that's why it's a, the original thing you were looking at was that that's what they were shopping with and it mm-hmm. didn't shop well. Um, so the changes were great. And like, thank you, Idol Factory. Um, yeah. Make more. Yeah. Make more stuff. <laughs> there's a ton of stuff on there. Like there's like a bunch of queer content. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I've started watching other Thai shows on there. It's very fun. I was trying to watch uh, their their interviews that they've done uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Freen and Becky, mm-hmm. but they're not in English. There are no subtitles. There's no nothing. And I you know that they go- what you should look at their faces and go. Okay, that's what I'm I trying. To- I know that's what I was doing for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I want. I like the behind the scenes stuff, and I know that they were talking about like how it was filming certain things. I know at one point she was actually asleep in the bed when they were filming her snoring because she <laughs> was so tired that it's so, like, I want to know that information. And I'm so annoyed that uh, I like, I would we're like basically to experiencing what the rest of the world. Oh yeah. Experience uh-huh. With our content. Of we course. get it. Of course. I, I, yes, yes. Um, so I guess the, one of the things that I really did like about this show was um, Lady Sam's friend group. Yes. Um, I thought it was pretty well diverse of like, I mean, it was all, it was all female, but they're all gay and they're all like, yeah. If I they mean, weren't, I'd them. be very surprised. Oh my yeah. God, all of them. I'm like, oh I my know. God. Or, or like queer in some way, like just, because yes. even the, yeah. the one friend that was was pregnant with Jim. also Jim. yeah was oh also my god queer. i love jim like jim's like jim's i want to fuck sam and it's like jim, you he just got married what yeah you, you have a baby i know it was so not much. shy about that i'm like oh my god and like her pregnancy uh was like oh the god. time frame so of the yes. entire show it was like the only yeah. way to tell how much time was passing was Agreed. how big her like how like how it was yeah so yeah, that was I agree. that was pretty funny. Um, God, they're funny. I love her. And then, uh, what was it? Yeah, and then so I mean, that was I just really like sh- showing queer friendships and yes. showing queer like supportive friends that are there for them, even if their family might not be, or if other people in their lives aren't. And so I just I really really like a strong chosen family type uh situation in a show um and then one of the things that i actually didn't really like in the show was the scenes with auntie me um so auntie me was the uh what would we call her the maid of or like the the like the housekeeper kind of thing of the she cleans or yeah the, auntie b cleans the office but like cleans, the maid is, is what yeah. it says in the subtitles oh it said maid okay yeah uh and so i i just i don't know how to like word the feelings that i have about that because like i understand in the the show and in like because I did some a little bit of research on like how like gay uh, men are in or uh, pr- like um, shown in media and stuff, and they tend to be like the butt of jokes or the um, what do I have here? It's the it's very haze code Z. Yeah, and it's it just it makes me feel uncomfortable and i'm trying to see it in not a like american view um because i know it's an acceptable way to portray this type of character in uh thai media and stuff but it was just a uncomfortable because it's it's how it like I don't know twenty years ago gay and lesbian characters were portrayed in media in the United States so seeing it again in something that's more new is just odd uh, to me I guess I don't know yeah I mean anime is very much like I mean loved in the office like nobody mm-hmm. like oh yeah or hates it, like you know hates anime or anything anime is very like 
And the name is like, it's some like proverb where like, Auntie May is like the gossip and knows everything. Like the, that's mm-hmm. what the May means. Um, and so it's very over the top acting and it's very like uh, hyper emotional and the butt of the joke. But Auntie May is like made to be the comic relief in the office while yeah. serious things are happening. Like Sam is breaking HR rules to try to fire everybody. So like, yeah, the levity of the office falls on the shoulders of Auntie May, who's like the lowest employee there. Cause like Auntie May is the maid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, what it looked like, it looked very like haze codesy, um, a little bit. That's how it read to me. And if you don't know what that is, basically that's the, what dictated television content in like the McCarthy era and all that kind of stuff, because puritanic values are just the worst and cannot um, escape America. And so queerness was only allowed to be portrayed on, in media, like visual media, TV movies. If the queer person was evil, if the queer person died at the end, if basically they were portrayed as a way that showed you that it was wrong. So like, basically that's why like barrier gays was such a big thing. Cause like, that's the only way you could have queer people. So it was a cautionary tale to be like, see, if you're gay, you're going to go to hell, you're going to die. Cause like, that's what the code said that you were allowed to do. That's why if you look at a lot of like Disney villains for back in the day, they read as queer and that's 100% on purpose because that's the only way you can kind of put it in there. So for Auntie May, what, what Auntie May reminds me of is as it's kind of like the opposite of what's going on with tea, where you have a, like a male person, it's not discussed, but this is just my read on it. You have a male person who's female presenting, essentially. Auntie May, you know, dresses like a woman. I don't know if Auntie May's trans or anything, but it's not discussed, but this is my read. So Auntie May is a male presenting with female presenting males, my take on it. And so in a culture where like masculinity, patriarchy is prized above all things, a rejection of masculinity, is like a big no-no and so um very frowned upon and, and it is the butt of all the jokes so like to me it's almost like an embodiment of that cultural aspect is kind of like my read on it a little bit um it was kind of like that in other ancient civilizations that were very like highly patriarchal like a rejection of masculinity was like the worst offense you could ever do and so you were the butt of all the jokes and things like that and it kind of it just reads like that to me but mm-hmm. it to take all that negativity away at the very minimum like auntie may is like the comic relief in the office so like i understand like what you're saying um mm-hmm. and again like these are just our takes on it i don't know what the how prevalent this kind of thing is but um yeah that was kind of my read on to me yeah thank you for putting more eloquent words into that because i just have like oh, feelings but thank you for the, <laughs> the the description of what i was <laughs> uh i'm a feelings interpreter it's fine just put them out there i do my best okay so speaking of of queer queerness in the show Let's go into the how was the queer rep in this section. So as we mentioned, the plot is literally sapphic love. That's the whole plot. So yay, I'm happy about that. I love it. And there's just, there's a lot of queerness in it, like you've discussed, even among like Sam and Mon. Sam and Mon, their friend groups, which is lovely. Um, and then we have T, who's another really interesting character. Um, I don't know the, the cultural context of this, but I can make a bit of an assumption because T looks to me like, the opposite of Auntie May a little bit where it's like a female that's male presenting is kind of my read on T. Um, and to me, that's the, um, in a cultural aspect, that's like the, you know, living masculinely and like T very much dresses exactly like a man would dress, um, acts a little bit like a man run, runs their own company. Like is very like, if you see uh, T with like uh, Yuki, very like, courts her the way like a man would court a woman so it's like the um acceptance of masculinity so like in that culture like that's more accepted than like anti you know anti may who's like rejecting masculinity so like uh it's my understanding that like masculine lesbianism is like oh more accepted and is okay kind of in that culture and my frame of reference for that is sailor moon so i used to watch that as a kid and we've talked about that when we talked about like our favorite ships episode caitlin where like you had Sailor Uranus, who was exactly like T. It was like a, a lesbian living as a man, basically. And that was totally fine. Like, no one bats an eye at T. It was like the whole issue with Sam and Mon is they're both female presenting females. And that's where everybody's like, but you're both women. Like, you dress like women. Nobody's the man. So I think as long as you have like a man and a woman, like, internal gender be damned and nobody cares. So, like, that makes sense to me. But the fact that like Sam and Mon are both female presenting femme women that's where everyone's like i don't understand this like what do you mean and so it's more of a big deal in like 
classic society, which is represented by like her family and her grandma and things like that. So mm-hmm. even like, in America, yeah. that's not typical. right. People are like, I don't get it. Who's the who's the man? You know what I mean? Like it gives me those vibes. Whereas with T, everyone's like, oh, I get it. There's the man. There's the woman. This makes love makes sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but um, T is like smooth. Oh like, my just, god, so good. Oh my god. Oh I boy, want the spinoff about yeah T so uh-huh. badly. I actually want a spinoff of every single one of Sam's friends. Mm-hmm. T spinoff is called What's the T? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want it so badly. You know what T- I want more of the? They do a dance. At that at the wedding, I think it was. I just yes. want like an episode of them all practicing and yes. trying to learn this dance. <laughs> so How many? T- really you'd have to take a drink every time they try to kill each other because, like, you know that that's, that's why, why like, I'm doing this at home. <laughs> that's no. why they had a video and they learned it on their yes. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. So I, I love them. I love all the queer friends. I thought. The queer friends are great. Um, mm-hmm. I've mentioned that again. This is an important piece in Thailand um, because of kind of what's going on with LGBTQ rights in Thailand, and so I kind of mm-hmm. want to cover that because um, this is something I learned and and why I think this particular show is so freaking important. And the fact that it had such a big, you know, international response that was positive is huge. Mm-hmm. So very quickly um, at this point in time. So right now it's twenty twenty four. February 2024, when we're filming this, that the time actually matters why I'm saying it, because it could change by the end of the year. But at this point in time, uh, queer people have some rights, but not the same as cishet people, which is, you know, unfortunately kind of the norm. But the attitude towards queer people has really shifted a lot since the 1990s, kind of similar to America a little bit. In 2024, there was a report put out by huh? 2014. 2014. Sorry, thank you. 2014 report by United States Agency for International Development and United Nations basically said that LGBT, LGBT wow, I can't acronyms, queer people uh, still, quote, face discrimination affecting their social rights and job opportunities and face difficulty gaining acceptance for non-traditional sexuality, even though the tourism authority has been promoting Thailand as a gay-friendly country. So, like, and I feel like the tourism and the fact that they have to conform to tourism does shift perspective especially when younger people who are like, well, I see that it's fine, like kind of thing versus the other people who are like pretending for money kind of thing. But what's different about like America uh, versus Thailand is like, there's more discrimination that can happen like legally than there is here. Not that there isn't, but like that sets us apart just teeny tiny bit. At this point in time of this recording, Thailand does not recognize same-sex marriages, civil unions, domestic partnerships, or any kind of like combination thereof. So like there is kind of no legal binding for like two people to get married um, that are of the same sex, basically. But the opinion polls amongst the Thailand people uh, are constantly favoring the legal recognition of same-sex marriage. So there's a lot of public like support amongst the citizens for this, even though it doesn't currently exist right now, which is what brings us to kind of current times. There is a same-sex marriage law that is currently undergoing review by the Thai parliament. And this was as of November, 2023. So like a couple months ago, which is why I'm stating what time we're recording this. So that could uh, go for a vote maybe this year, maybe soon. So there is a piece of legislation that's getting high up and very close to like coming for a vote. So like maybe it will pass very soon. So the fact that there is something being written is really exciting and so that's why i think this show coming out with such a big like kind of like public support thing is helping making this kind of like legislation happen so it could kind of change lives in america uh, lives for these people um but you know there are some laws that, that exist that protect against discrimination um but you know it still happens just like america <laughs> uh and really nowhere is perfect in the world but the general trend um kind of everywhere, including Thailand, is that like progress is happening as time passed, which is why I think a show like this at this particular point in time is huge because it's helping gain more public support. And like that's translating into actual legislation that can actually change people's lives. So just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was really great and exciting. And like things are happening right now, which is very cool. Woo. Woo. 
Step change. in the right direction. Yeah. Stepping in the right direction. Okay. Let's not go backwards. Mm. America. Yeah, America. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, those boy. rights. Fuck that. It's like, you know those rights that we gave you a few years ago? Let's just take them back. Burn them. Oops. That's not what the founders wanted when the founders didn't know any of these oh, things. <laughs> they just didn't have YouTube. They didn't have Google. <laughs> didn't, of course well, they don't know what's going on. Come on. I now. think that's also been something. I can't remember if you guys uh, have like are going to mention this or not, but um, YouTube was banned for a little while oh, a few years ago. Yeah. So like. Yeah, I had this... that later. Okay, you do. But okay. you now go for it yeah no i mean that's that's about it like i mean youtube was banned so like a couple mm -hmm. i think it was between 2014 2017 ish i think it was like that. and um, i believe it's because it was like one video that was yeah that they portraying were portraying the tyrell family badly i'm gonna have yeah. a whole section about the tyrell family when we talk about sam but yeah that yeah yeah that but happens. like so but for in this in this in this case of um things being able to being like starting to change and and whatnot there's it seems like there's well now they have youtube and there's now more access to queer okay. videos and a lot of stuff is being um uh not a uh, closed captioned or translated and like there's just more access and people actually mm -hmm. care about access for other languages and other cultures and stuff like that so i i think that's also uh, helping change minds in a way so. hooray for accessibility yeah so what we're saying is thank you youtube <laughs> you may not if be you're perfect watching, but you're helping if you're watching this in another country thank you say thank you to youtube yeah all right so we will continue our gap series starting with the scene by scene breakdown in the next episode going from episode one all the way to episode 12 thank you for coming along on this journey do you have a secret word for the people i Okay, so, you know, like, 30 minutes into this episode, I realized I didn't have one, so nice. I was going to go with something that Cole said. Monochromatic. Mm. That explain, is your word. I'm, explain I'm getting people. into it. <laughs> that is the word that I would like you to spell without looking up. This one's not as hard. But in a comment on the YouTube video or in a review for the podcast, just naturally put that word in there without explaining why and try to spell it without looking it up. Just be happy oh. I didn't give you kookaburra again. Maybe that'll be in the next one. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> well, I guess if you want to see if kookaburra is the next word, you're just going to have to keep listening to our next episode. So until next time, hydrate for lesbian Jesus. And gate up all over the place. Bye. Bye.